Hey guys, what's up? Welcome to the Pure Worship Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Dio, and my total passion in life is to do anything and everything I can to help you get closer to God. I figure if we can do that, it's going to impact every other area of your life. From your finances, to your family, to your job, and without a doubt, your eternity. Sure, we'll talk musical worship, but more than anything, we'll talk fellowship and real friendship with our Heavenly Father. Abundant life done right. Our mission at the Pure Worship Podcast is to help you discover or rediscover that walking and talking full of purpose connection with God, that you might also empower others in the same way. So be encouraged and join the conversation as we go on the journey together. Today on the Pure Worship Podcast, Josh and I stir things up by discussing the ultimate supremacy of God the Father as we dialogue on the topic of the Supreme God. There can definitely be a lot of misunderstanding when it comes to the three persons of God, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Spirit. Have you ever really thought about it? Are are they all the same? Is one of them in charge? Do we worship each one the same or one third of the time? And which of the three should we focus building our relationship with? What if we discovered today that we've placed emphasis on Jesus, which we should, but so much so that we've actually missed the point of verses like Philippians 2, 10, and 11. Upon a closer look, this verse reveals that Jesus is Lord is not an end in itself, but is a means to bring ultimate glory to the Father. Interesting. Okay, a couple things to expect. Josh helps us understand that some of us are so focused on Jesus or even the Holy Spirit that we are missing relationship with the Father. And I make a crazy statement that starts like, Jesus didn't die for your sins, in an attempt to increase our understanding of what the Bible is actually saying about the work of Jesus. Spoiler alert, please, please, I'm begging you, don't tune out as we get into the middle of the podcast. It is absolutely essential that you hear us out all the way to the end as we uncover a pivotal truth from 1 Corinthians 15, 28 that few people even know is there concerning the authority of God the Father. I'd even suggest skipping ahead rather than missing this podcast. All right, let's pray and we'll get into it. Holy God, we come before you today with a heart that desires to learn. Would you help us truly understand who you are? Will you help us see past our traditions and religious upbringing in order to receive the unbiased revelation of who you are? We are desperate to know you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. All right, let's go ahead and dive into this Tuesday's Pure Worship Podcast entitled, The Supreme God. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back with Jeff, Jeffrey Dio, the Bearded Fury, as everybody should start calling him, the Bearded Fury. Definitely the Bearded Fury. I definitely love that. It's like a superhero. Absolutely. (laughs) 
Dude, we are like in the thick of something really awesome here. And, you know, I got to tell you, if you didn't hear the last podcast, please go back to that. Got to go back. Because uh, we're really kind of clumping these together as one podcast, but we're spreading them out over two. And and uh, Jeff, man, we are definitely talking about Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. We're talking yep. about uh, the same goal that they all have, but how they operate in, in different ways, even yep. though it's one God. It's kind of this divine mystery. It's yep. hard to unpack, guys, honestly. It is. Like we could say all sorts of analogies, but we are talking about who are we worshiping? We That's know the right. we know the why, we know the what, we're, and we're going to get into the how eventually. But today we are still unpacking who are we worshiping? This Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Man, why don't you just kick it off? Where, yeah, where are we at sure. right now? Yeah, I mean, you know, the whole idea, again, as Josh has started to do, to make sure that we understand the purpose of this conversation is we've got to understand who God is. Mm -hmm. And if we're missing elements or we've misunderstood elements, uh, then we've got to kind of recalibrate our understanding of who God is if we're going to worship him uh, rightly, yeah, fittingly, you mm -hmm. know, because uh, we don't want to be worshiping a God that we've created or, or God to be misunderstood. We want to understand who he truly is. Yeah. So we're trying to unpack some of these things. Uh, we're calling this podcast The Supreme God. And you'll understand that even more as we get into it. But we're going to talk about the three persons of God uh, in the last podcast. And again, as, as Josh said, you need to go back and listen to that one. Uh, it really will help you have context for this one. But we're really unpacking this idea that the father, the role of the father God has been misunderstood in many circles, certainly in circles I grew up in and I've grown up in the church all of my life. I never really understood. I really thought that Jesus was the central focus and he is the central focus for salvation. He is the central focus for getting us to the father. Mm -hmm. And we talked about John 14, six, where Jesus says it himself. I am the way, the truth and the life. No one comes to the father except through me. So we gather from that verse, not simply that Jesus is the way, the truth and the life period done. End of story. Mm -hmm. No, we gather from that, that that is a precursor to the most important thing, which Jesus himself says is we come to the father. Yeah. So he's the way and he's the truth and the life so that we can be reconciled to the father. I say it this way in the book, Josh, and sometimes this ruffles some people's feathers and I kind of do it on purpose, <laughs> not just to be a jerk, yeah. but to get us rethinking, you know, to understand that we miss things. We, we kind of start thinking a certain way and then we don't realize that it's a little off. Yeah. And so I'll say something like, you know, Jesus didn't die for your sins. Pause. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody's like, you do this all the time. What? Like, no, seriously, Jesus didn't die for your sins. Stop, pause. And right now they're like getting out their tomatoes yeah, to yeah. throw, you know, they're like, whoa, this guy's a heretic, you know? Yeah, exactly. Like we got to burn this guy at the stake or something. No, please don't. Just listen. Jesus didn't die for your sins. Jesus died to reconcile you to the father. Your sins were just standing in the way. Yes. Right, so that helps shift our perspective a little and realize the dying for our sins, the forgiveness that comes through the blood of Jesus, those things are not the end, they're the beginning of a beautiful end. It's a new beginning for us. We had to be forgiven, but not for forgiveness' sake. Boom, end of story. Yes. No, we're supposed to come to the Father and we can only do that if we're forgiven. So yeah. many people think that heaven is the goal. Shoo, I'm forgiven, going to heaven. Good, done, end of story. But no, that's not even the point. That's yeah. a beginning, not an end. The end is 
fellowship with the Father. That's so good, Jeff. There's a bigger goal. There's a deeper goal. And it is totally the Father. We talked about in the last podcast that, you know, really the enemy has done a pretty good job of keeping us away from Father. Yes. Because if we're focused on, this sounds crazy, guys. Again, listen to the last one. We get so focused on Jesus when the whole goal was him to point us to the Father. We get, some of us, uh, you know, I grew up in Pentecostal and charismatic circles. Some people were so obsessed with the Holy Ghost that we never went to the Father. We were all about the power. Yes. And we never really went to the source of the power and the whole yep. goal of, of the giver of those gifts, which is the Father. Yes. And that is deception. I mean, mm-hmm. again, we're not demoting Jesus or the Holy Spirit. No way. They are God. They are one with the Father. But yep. we're trying to bring back the, the end goal here that Jesus himself and the Holy Spirit are saying to us is to get to the Father. Yes. That's what they want yep. for themselves. And they have that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they're beckoning us. They're pleading with us yep. to have the same thing, to be yes. one with the Father. Oh, it's so good. Man. So, uh, so we are going to break this down just a little bit. We're going to talk about the different roles of the three different persons of God. I know some people get nervous about this stuff, start talking about the Trinity, whatever. Um, but, you know, it's classic stuff, right? I mean, you could talk about it in the sense of, of the way that we look at water, right? So you have three forms of water mm-hmm. and they're all H2O. Mm-hmm. You have the gas form of water, you have the liquid form of water, you have the solid form mm-hmm. of water, right? Mm-hmm. And But yet they're still all called H2O. Another one I love is the whole egg thing. You know, you have three parts of an egg, which is the shell, the white, and the yolk, mm-hmm. right? Now, you wouldn't say that the yolk is not part of the egg just because it's the yolk. It's still part of the egg, but it's a different part. It has a different function. And so the same thing we have here, we have God, and we have, there are three different parts of who he is. And he is the Father, he is the Son, and he is the Holy Spirit. Yes. And they all function mm-hmm. together as God, but they all have the same goal, but they all have different roles in helping us achieve that goal, which is to come to the Father and have fellowship with all three persons of God, Father, Mm -hmm. Son, and Holy Spirit. So we're going to break it down and we're just going to start, you know, uh, in the book, I talk about awakening to the Son, Mm -hmm. awakening to God as he's revealed through Jesus Christ the son of God. And, you know, there's a lot of different things, Josh, we could talk about, about the son. I mean, the role that he plays uh, through forgiveness and all these different things. But a few of the things that that the Bible talks about, uh, the Bible talks about Jesus as the word incarnate, Mm -hmm. right? So it's like the word of God uh, come alive. Uh, the word of God alive. You know, it's uh, John chapter one says that Jesus is the word. The yeah. word was God. The word was with God. Jesus is. He's yeah. the word come to life. Word <laughs> of the father now in flesh appear. There you go. Christmas come Carol. <laughs> that's awesome. But it's it. That's true. That's yeah. it. Yep. Yeah. So you have that element. We won't, I mean, you could spend a whole podcast on that, but then you have the, the, the revelation of Jesus as the spotless lamb, mm-hmm. right? So this revelation of, and you go, back to the sacrifices in the Old Testament where the Israelites had to get the perfect spotless lamb to come and and that lamb would be slaughtered uh, and sacrificed on behalf so to cleanse the people of their sins. But it didn't really cleanse them once and for all. Mm. It's just a temporary thing and they had to keep on doing it. Sacrifice after sacrifice after that. So the Bible reveals of course Jesus as the sinless spotless lamb and now his sacrifice that he made is good for one sacrifice for all. One Mm. time for all mankind, all 
people everywhere because of the fact he is a perfect sacrifice, mm-hmm. right? There's no other person. And then you can get to the beauty of how uh, Jesus was 100% God, 100% man, and God needed a sacrifice of a man in order to make it possible for everyone to accept, to come back into fellowship with him. So he found that in his son, Jesus Christ, who came in the flesh as God and was killed and sacrificed as a lamb so that we could then have eternal forgiveness, complete mm-hmm. forgiveness mm-hmm. as we come before the father and repent of our sins. We yeah. are then forgiven. Yep. And of course you have other things like the revelation of Jesus as the lion of the tribe of Judah. We won't unpack all these, even the high priest forever. Mm. That's another incredible revelation that we get of Jesus as the high priest forever. You know, you had these uh, Israelite priests who also were imperfect they were kind of mediators or go-betweens and now jesus is kind of like the high priest Mm -hmm. forever like he's our door as we talked about in the last podcast we come through christ to get to the father Uh, that doesn't mean we stop at christ uh, but we come through him to the mediator then to get to the father yeah the bible says that he lives to make intercession for us yes prayer and intercession, but intercession in the sense that he is the go-between. He is the way to the Father. I mean, really, yep. Yes. And then you have one, uh, there's another one I love. Uh, There's a couple different places. I won't list off the references right now, but there's a couple places in the New Testament that refer to Jesus as our brother. Mm. And I love this analogy. I mean, it's not real hard to get there, but obviously if he's the son of God and we're children of God, then that makes us brothers and sisters. Mm -hmm. Uh, He's our big brother, you know? He's our our perfect big brother. That doesn't demote him, but that's just a beautiful family analogy that makes us, wow, we're together in this. And we have the same father. Mm-hmm. Right? We have the same father. And then I will say I had a little bit of trouble uh, wrapping my brain around this one. But I was like, okay, if this is all coming together for me and, and the father is the supreme person of God and Jesus has a different role. But if he's Savior and Lord, I get Savior. But Lord, if he's Lord, I don't understand then how... Uh, he is Lord, then where does that put God if mm-hmm. Jesus is Lord? And I'll, I'll just turn to Philippians uh, 2. Mm. And this is a very popular scripture, right? Uh, it's so awesome. You think, wow, this might even confuse the issue. Mm-hmm. All right, Philippians 2, verse 9. It says this, uh, Because of this, God raised him up. Now, the him here is Christ. If you mm-hmm. go back and read some more of this. Uh Because of this, God raised Christ up to the heights of heaven and gave him, I mean, all those, even those words, all that, because because of this, God raised, right? Mm -hmm. And God gave Gave him him. Mm -hmm. a name that is above every other name so that at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow (laughs) in heaven and on earth and under the earth. Mm -hmm. And every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Period. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, well, shoot. It uh, doesn't actually have a period right there. Don't mess. But, but think Jeff, about this. Don't, don't mess with me. Right? Don't do this. <laughs> <laughs> think about this, right? Because this is where we typically stop when we quote a verse like That's that. That's right, man. And every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, period. Right. But what it says in the verse then is comma to the glory of God the Father. Oh, my. So even Jesus being Lord of all, 
uh, where every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord mm-hmm. is still the purpose of that is to bring glory to the Father. Crazy. Woo! That's some good So it's stuff. so easy to miss that stuff in there, but it's so important for us to see that. So Jesus is Savior and Lord, but he's not Lord over God. Mm-hmm. He's Lord over us to the glory of the Father, to mm-hmm. bring more glory to the Father if that was even possible. Crazy right? cool. Yeah. So that is being awakened to the Son, awakened to the Holy Spirit. Uh, we're not going to spend a whole lot of time on this, but we do want to talk about the power of the Spirit of God. What is the role of the Holy Spirit? Mm-hmm. If it's true that Jesus came to earth and he lived here for 33 years, how amazing is it that he came and people, men and women, were able to walk and talk with Jesus? Mm-hmm. I love what John Bevere says about this, though, when it comes to talking about the Holy Spirit. The thing about Jesus being here on earth, he's only one person, one man, he's there. And if you wanted to talk to him face to face, you had to wait in line. Because there's only one of them. I mean, you can only one person at a time could have a conversation with him. So that's why the crowds, right? People are pressing in, trying to get to him. And it's so, you know, you're packing out the house. People are peeling off the roof, trying to get down to mm-hmm, Jesus. I mean, mm-hmm. like he's just one person representing who God is, right? Yeah. Well, when you got the Holy Spirit, it's like Jesus said, look, I've done my part of this whole thing. I died. I shed my blood. I was a spotless, sinless yeah. lamb so that you can be forgiven. Now I'm going to take off and head back up to the father, which is what I want you guys eventually to do as well. So follow me. I'm going to the father. I want you to do the same, but I'm going to send you a gift. Mm. I'm going to send you my spirit, the spirit of Christ or God's spirit. Same thing. Holy spirit. And now you won't have to wait in line to talk to God because you can talk to God through the Holy Spirit. Like now we don't have to wait. You know, he's available to everyone, right? Everyone on the planet now can have the Spirit of God living inside of them. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Now here's the deal, man. When you're saying this stuff, to me, when I read Philippians 2 or any of these scriptures... I'm not hearing a shred of diminishing who God is yeah. or th- through, through Jesus yep. and through the Holy Spirit. Like I'm not hearing a diminishing of them or their deity or anything. Good. What I'm hearing is, is we're putting Christ in his rightful place yes. as, as Messiah, the anointed one, as a uh, savior. Amen. Yes. And also, and he is Lord. That's right. Uh, overall to the glory of the father. And when I'm hearing you talk about the Holy spirit, I'm not hearing a diminishing thing. I'm hearing this is God's spirit. It's his very presence that's inside of us to abide with us and to empower us for this Christian life. So I'm not guys, if you're hearing this, don't hear what Jeff is not saying. Uh, He is not saying, please don't read between the lines. No. no. So we're reading the scripture here. This is literally with the word of God, Jesus, you know, he, he, he is the image of the invisible God. The Holy Spirit is the power of God. Uh, but guys, we are just putting them in rightful place because the whole goal is we're pointing to the Father. Jesus is pointing to the yes. Father. The Spirit is pointing to the Father. I wrote in the book um, this quote, Many of us have inaccurately attributed whatever love we might receive from God as love that could only emanate from Jesus. And we mentioned this at the end of the last podcast, the idea that, you know, God kind of gets a bad rap. Mm. And that's that's the work of the enemy because we see Jesus as this nice guy who, you know, is so loving and kind and that, that God's kind of up in heaven going, yeah, Jesus, just go down there and take care of those people. Just take care of them, you know, because they're just driving me nuts. 
but that's not true. Like no. God's the one who initiated this whole thing. Yeah. The Father, He wants to be reconciled to us and us yeah. to Him, and so He is full of love. Man, that's a huge statement, and it gets me feeling super blessed. One of my favorite characteristics of God is understanding that He is slow to anger and full of unfailing love. Seriously, for you to receive this revelation of the heart of the Father, it's going to change the way you think about God. Again, so many people think of Him as this mean old, grumpy old guy up in the sky who wants to kill everyone. But this couldn't be further from the truth. He designed us for close fellowship. This is his desire. He dreamt it up. All right, so we've got a big announcement. I was recently invited to be on the 700 Club on Thursday, November 29 at 9 a.m. Eastern. Please pray for me as I sing a brand new song and as I share about this message of awakening pure worship. There are so many church-going believers and unbelievers who are truthfully walking in close relationship with religious activities or even with ministry instead of walking in close relationship with God the Father. And I so desire to set them free. So please help us spread the word and tune in with me on Thursday, November 29 at 9 a.m. Eastern Time. Make sure you check your local listings as times may vary. And if nothing else, you can tune in at cbn.com. That's cbn.com. Okay, as we jump back into the conversation, Josh reminds us that the Holy Spirit is not simply given to us so we can have a Holy Ghost party for our personal enjoyment. And I remind us that Jesus himself invites us to pray directly to the Father rather than to himself. So sit back and relax as we get back into the Pure Worship Podcast. So let's keep moving here to the awakening to God's spirit. Look, we're not going to spend a whole ton of time on this, but I'm just going to share at risk of stepping on some toes. Mm -hmm. I was not raised with this idea of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I was not raised with the idea that the gifts of the spirit were for today, Mm -hmm. that speaking in tongues was okay, all these things. But as I have studied the Bible, it is so clear that the gifts are meant for today. We can go into that. You know, you go into 1 Corinthians 13 and it maybe to some people it appears that that those things are all going to go away when the perfect comes. And that some people see that as the word of God, but it doesn't say that. It says that when prophecy and the gifts of the spirit need to disappear, the thing that's going to be the marker point for that is that we will know God. The Bible says at the very end of first Corinthians 13, we will know God just as he knows us. Now, I got to say, are we in that perfect revelation? Do we have like that moment? No, we don't. We haven't received that completely yet. And so right now it makes so much sense. When will we not need the gifts of the Holy Spirit? When we're standing in the literal presence of Jesus in heaven, he's right there. We don't need any help seeing him. We don't need a prophetic word. Can you imagine somebody has a prophetic word about Jesus in heaven? You know, we're like, guys, like he's right here, you know? But for us here on earth, we still need the help of God's spirit to awaken us to who he really is because yeah. he's not physically standing before us. Yep. He has opened our spiritual eyes so that we can see, but we need, the spirit is a bridge for us, just like Jesus is a bridge for salvation. The spirit is a bridge to help us get to the Father and help open up our understanding and the revelation of who God is. Hmm. And I'm I'm just going to go ahead and say this, but I never understood that 
the baptism of the Holy Spirit was something that was separate from salvation. And I know that this is probably a sticking point for some people, but, and we could do another podcast on all of this, but I'll just give you a couple of thoughts on this. All right. The Bible does say clearly that the Holy Spirit is the initial deposit. When we give our hearts to Christ, we give our lives to God through Jesus, then the Spirit of God is deposited into us. Mm-hmm. All right. So, so it's not as if, if you accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, that you don't have the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. We're not saying that. In fact, uh, the analogy I like to use is from my pastor in Nashville. He said, you know, you're born uh, as an empty Coke bottle, right? And this is kind of crude, but you're born as an empty Coke bottle. There's nothing inside. Then when you give your life to God through Jesus Christ, you get saved. Then the spirit of God is poured into you. It's not like a little Jesus comes into your heart. And some of this is semantics that we say, we ask Jesus to come into our hearts. But really what we're asking is we're asking the spirit of Christ, the spirit of God, the Holy Spirit to come into our lives, take over, and we make Jesus Lord and Savior, right? So the spirit of God is deposited into this Coke bottle and it's now the witness that we are saved. We know that we are now children of God because the spirit of God lives in us. Now, the difference between that and the baptism of the Holy Spirit is the baptism of the Holy Spirit is when you take that Coke bottle and you shake it up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when you shake it up, now the Coke is going to come spilling out yeah. all over everybody. It's good. And of course, you know, that is a little bit sticky situation for us, but this is not really what's happening. And it, maybe it's sticky for other people. I don't know. But the Spirit of God now comes out in gifts. Think about the gifts of the Holy Spirit, whether it be uh, tongues, whether it be interpretation, whether it be gift of healing, uh, word of knowledge, all those things, it's for other people. Mm-hmm. So as the Spirit now bubbles up out of you it's an overflow now coming out to touch other people by his spirit through you so you're now a vessel a conduit so for crazy. his spirit to come through you right yeah just to give one scriptural reference with all this i'm going to go to acts 19 just to help us understand that it is true that that believers can have accepted God and Jesus as their savior, but still have not received the baptism of the Mm -hmm. Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. You have the Holy Spirit in you, but the baptism of the Holy Spirit is not so much about getting the Holy Spirit in you as it is about getting him out of you. Right. Okay. Yeah. Right. So here it is, uh, Acts 19, while Apollos was in Corinth, Paul traveled through the interior provinces. Finally, he came to Ephesus where he found several believers. Now, did mm-hmm. you say disciples? Yes. Okay, disciples, believers. Can mm-hmm. we all agree the disciples are followers of Christ, mm-hmm. right? So these are believers, these are disciples. Paul says to them, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? He asked them, no, they replied. We don't even know what you mean. Hmm. We haven't even heard that there is a Holy Spirit. So guys, don't worry. If you have never heard of the Holy Spirit baptism or even the Holy Spirit at all or really understood it, you're in the same shoes as the Ephesian believers. Mm-hmm. No big deal. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's, it's not a big deal, all right? Meaning that it's not abnormal to not have heard this. But now you're hearing today, right? Verse three says this, then what baptism did you experience? he asked, and they replied, the baptism of John. Okay, now pause there for a second. He's going to define this. John's baptism is a water baptism, right? And then he's going to show that Jesus' baptism, as also told in Luke 3.16, where Jesus is going to baptize us with the Holy Spirit and with fire. So you look that up, Luke 3.16. Then uh, verse 4, Paul said, John's baptism was to demonstrate a desire to turn from sin and turn from God. John himself told the people to believe in Jesus, the one John said would come later. 
as soon as they heard this, they, so they got the revelation, Mm -hmm. right? And then they respond. It says, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then when Paul laid his hands on them, the Holy Spirit came on them and they spoke in other tongues and prophesied. There were about 12 men in all. So this is an incredible thing. All we're trying to do here is trying to explain that there is a separate experience between becoming a believer in Christ, a follower of Christ, and receiving the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. Doesn't mean you're not saved if you haven't got the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And receiving the baptism of the Holy Spirit is actually quite simple. In fact, all you have to do is ask. Everything that God gives us is a gift. So he's offering you today the baptism of the Holy Spirit and you say, Lord, I receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit Mm -hmm. and by faith, then you'll begin to operate in the gifts. One of which is speaking in tongues. It's an easy one to kind of detect, but it's not the only one. Prophecy, as it mentions here as well, uh, and many other gifts that would come out of you through the power of the Holy Spirit. So do you want to operate in supernatural things? You should want to. It's the new norm that we live in because of God living in us. Uh, that is what, that's what the result is of the baptism of the Holy Spirit, is you being able to pour out your life uh, and to help others. So as Christ was, you know, he declared, I am the door. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father except through me, right? We talked about in the last yep. podcast. So is the Holy Spirit the bridge from the Father to the world. I mean, and I hope I'm right on this, Jeff. Sure, but sure. That's how, kind of how I'm seeing it is Holy Spirit is inside of us. Mm-hmm. And so his plan to change the world now, since Jesus went to go be with Papa, yep. now the Spirit's inside of us to change the world. That's right. And I want to say this, guys. I grew up in, in, like I said before, in charismatic and Pentecostal circles. But I want to tell you that the baptism of the Spirit isn't just for you to have your own little Holy Ghost party. Oh, come on. Guys, you it, better preach this. Th- this is for you, to God, to use you to change the world, to change your families, to change Let's your go. environments and the atmospheres around you. Guys, it's more than just a Holy Ghost party. You are called to literally be the hands and feet of Jesus. As Jesus is the image of the invisible God, now the plan of you being filled with the Spirit, you are the image of Jesus here on earth because mm-hmm. you have his Spirit. Yes. Does that, does that make sense? Absolutely. Cool. It totally makes sense. I mean... We know many men have summed up the purpose of life. One of those would be love God, love people, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So the loving God part happens as Jesus dies for us and the power of the Spirit of God comes into us. Now we can love God. We're reconciled yeah. to God. Now so, the other part is loving people, right? Yep. And so that comes through ministry and the power. You can't do the ministry you're called to do without the power of the Spirit of God. Yeah. It's not going to be near. It won't be effective. It's, it won't be supernatural. It's not possible. Yeah, yeah. it's not possible. So, mm-hmm. and then and other people would summarize it this way. Uh, I forget who said this, but it's to know God and to make him known. Same thing, right? Mm -hmm. To make him known is that thing you were talking about through the Holy Spirit. That's good. So there's a lot more we can talk about with the Holy Spirit, but let's move on. Awakened now to the Father, this revelation of the Father. Uh, I'm just going to go right to a passage in John 16. Uh, John 16, verse 26. Jesus said this. This is the red letters, right? Mm -hmm. These are the red letters. (laughs) Then you will ask in my name... I'm not saying I will ask the Father on your behalf, for the Father himself loves you dearly because you love me and believe that I came from God. So this revelation of this scripture right here is simple. The reason I'm bringing this up is that people don't even know that the Father loves them. (laughs) They think that just Jesus loves them. But this right here, there's a revelation that Jesus is trying to say, guys, 
Guys, I'm telling you, it's not just me that loves you. What? It's the Father who loves you dearly. And if you will come to him, like he loves you because you believe what he has done, the work that he's done in me, you because you believe and love Jesus, now he's saying like he, his love Crazy. for you is so strong. Crazy. Right? So this is a beautiful revelation that, and you need to say that out loud. Say that. Say, the Father loves me dearly. The Father loves me dearly. Yeah, wow. the Father. Say that. I mean, those of you who are listening, just say it out loud. The Father loves me dearly. And that'd be something you could say literally every day. You should say that every day. Your ears need to hear your mouth say, because the devil has told you the exact opposite, mm. that he's a taskmaster and that he's angry at you and he's mad and he is a slave driver. No, the father loves you dearly. And that's what Jesus said. That's what Jesus said. So good, man. Yeah. So the whole point of this is for us to come into relationship and the fellowship with the father, right? Ironically, like... <laughs> It goes on, and I'm going to back up just to a little bit. John 16, I'm going to back up a couple verses. Uh, verse 23. This might ruffle a few feathers as well, but I, I love it because it's not Peter talking about this, which we should listen to Peter too. I mean, mm -hmm. why wouldn't we? Because it's a revelation coming through Peter in his books. Mm -hmm. But this is Jesus, okay? You mm -hmm. can't deny this stuff. Jesus said in verse 23, John 16, verse 23, at that time, you won't need to ask me for anything. The truth is you can go directly to the father and ask him and he will. Somebody say he will. You know, he he <laughs> will grant your request Sheesh. because you use my name. He even goes on to say, you haven't done this before. Ask using my name and you will receive and you will have abundant joy. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Now for these Jews, this was new not because they weren't used to coming to the Father because they were used to coming to God. They weren't used to actually adding Jesus into the equation, right? Mm -hmm. For us, we've gotten so used to adding Jesus in the equation, we forgot about the Father. It's good, Jeff. Right? So, so he's saying, look, we, we do a lot of like dear Jesus prayers and that's okay. I'm not saying it's a sin. Don't hear us say that it's the sin to pray to Jesus. Mm -hmm. But I'm just saying, I'm trying to go with the pattern that Jesus has revealed. Yeah. And Jesus says, you don't need to ask me. You need to ask in my name, but go directly to the Father. It's not Jesus who's actually answering your request. Mm. Oh, he's provided a way for your request to be answered through his blood and then through the Holy Spirit. But God the Father is answering your request when you come using the name of Jesus. Yeah. So again, this whole revelation is about how we are to come to the Father. So yeah. even in prayer, yeah. we should come to the Father. I said it this way, ironically, if we continually approach only Jesus in prayer, we are simultaneously eroding the idea that coming to the Father is the chief end of life. That's it. Again, I'm not saying you can't pray to Jesus. Oh my word. Pray to Jesus. Talk to him. Talk to him. But he's made a way for you to come to the Father, mm. right? And so this is an incredible, incredible invitation. Uh, that, that God brings us to. Look, I got to give one more scripture and this kind of brings it all uh, together. And I'd never honestly ever seen this scripture before. 
Uh, and it's in First Hesitations. No, I'm just kidding. No wonder I had never seen it before. Because it was in the wrong... No, it's not even the Bible. No, you're like, this. is this even in the Bible? Yes, it is. First Corinthians 15 is going to sum this up for us. Uh, both these podcasts, this one and the last one, are going to sum this up for us to help us understand the role that the Father plays. And uh, guys, I'm telling you, even though we're saying that Jesus and the Holy Spirit are God as well, they all three play different roles. Mm-hmm. They have different roles. All right. So this is going to help us to understand that. I mean, I even mentioned to you earlier, Josh, the idea where the Bible says that no one knows the day or the hour that Jesus is going to come back. And the Bible even says, this is in Matthew 24, that even Jesus himself, the son, does not know the day or the hour that he's returning. So there is a distinction. Only the father knows. Jesus is the one who said that. There is a distinction between the roles of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. That's good, man. So we're going to jump onto it here. Last scripture. Uh, this is 1 Corinthians 15, starting at verse 23. But there is an order to this resurrection. Christ was raised first. Then when Christ comes back, second coming, all his people will be raised. Praise God. Mm. We're going to be raised, Josh. It's good. Verse 24, after that, the end will come when he, Jesus, will turn the kingdom over to God the Father, having put down all enemies of every kind, for Christ must reign until he humbles all his enemies beneath his feet. Hmm. And the last enemy to be destroyed is death. For the scriptures say, God has given him, Jesus, authority over all things. And then there's one of these parentheses. I love parentheses in the Bible. This is not a Jeff parenthesis. This is a Bible parenthesis. All right. This is Paul. Of course, when it says authority over all things, it does not include God himself who gave Christ his authority and parenthesis. It's a Paul parenthesis. Bro. <laughs> Oh, man, that's good. I like it. I'm going to use that again. Uh, Verse 28. Then. Everybody say then. Then. (laughs) Then when he has conquered all things, the son will present. Imagine this picture, Josh. Yeah. The son will present himself to God so that God who gave his son authority over all things will be utterly supreme over everything, everywhere. This is why we're calling this the Supreme God, because there is this moment that is going to happen. And I can't even imagine how powerful this is going to be, where Jesus comes back to the Father. All is done. All enemies are vanquished. Death, hell, and the grave have been swallowed up in victory, right? Uh, The beast and, and the false prophet have been thrown to the lake of fire. It's done. The enemies have been conquered. And Jesus is going to present himself back to the Father and say, all that you've given me, now I give back to you so that you will reign utterly supreme with Christ at his right hand, right? Yeah. God on the throne with Christ at his right hand, Holy Spirit there as well. Wow. That's overwhelming, man. He's going to present it all back to the Father. This is amazing. I've never, it sounds silly. I do not ever remember reading that scripture. That's in in John 16. These are amazing. So Man, I'm just kind of going back to, if this is revelation, our response is just, wow, this is holy, holy, holy. Yes. Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. Yeah, it truly is amazing. So, Lord, we just ask that Mm. you would uh, surround this word. 
Lord, I know that the enemy does not want this word to go forth, yes. but your word will go forth and it will not return void. And we declare that over those who are listening, God, that their hearts would be open. They would go back and look to your word. God, this is your word. This is your revelation through your son, Jesus Christ. And Lord, we declare that you are all powerful. We worship the son. We worship Jesus. We worship the Holy Spirit and God, the father, we worship you as well. So thank you, Lord. We bless you and we bless the those who are listening now in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. All right, guys, thanks so much for joining us for this week's Pure Worship podcast entitled The Supreme God. We are grateful that you continue to tune in week after week. Hey, but don't be selfish. Please share the link to our podcast with a friend today so they can grow together with us as we seek to strengthen our relationship with God. Of course, I don't need to remind you that Jesus is Lord. Yet, though it may sound strange to say, He is not Lord over God. He is Lord over us to bring all glory and honor to God the Father. As always, the devil is trying to get us off track, and if he can distort your image of God the Father, he can destroy your desire to cultivate relationship with him. Okay, on our next podcast, Josh and I discuss the topic American idolatry. As you might imagine, one of the enemy's greatest deceptions is to get us worshiping anything and everything on this green earth, everything that is besides God himself. So go ahead, start counting down the days, and we'll see you once again on the next Pure Worship Podcast.